Welcome to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dr. Rogelio Ralzola, a PhD in health, exercise, and sports science, a strength coach with over a decade of experience in personal, collegiate, and professional settings, and a sports scientist whose main goal is to use testing and data to maximize your health and performance. And I'm Brooke West, holistic registered dietitian, practicing the perfect combination of a functional nutrition, science-based root cause approach, and hippie magic, with areas of expertise in women's health and hormones, gut health, and micronutrient balance. We believe that health is multifaceted, but not as complicated as others make it seem. Our mission is to share what works and what's BS in the health industry, all while having a good time doing it. Expect us to share everything from new research to tried and true health philosophies to alternative health therapies and the occasional controversial topic. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Health Unfiltered. It is a beautiful day today and I am joined with my co-host Ro. What is up? Hello, what's up? Happy Friday. I believe it's a Friday today. I know I like I like recording on Fridays. It's like weekend vibes, feeling good. What's a weekend? I work every day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so. I'm talking to someone who works in professional sports. <laughs> just forget it. Never mind. I was like, happy Bad Friday. Joke. I'm like, I don't I really don't know what day it is. So it just is what it is. <laughs> and today we're also joined by a special guest. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. Good. <laughs> It's always nice to have other people on the podcast, and I'm extra excited that you are here today. Um, and a little bit of intro about who Elizabeth is. She is a dietitian and makeup artist who's passionate about helping women use nutrition and beauty as self-love tools to help them feel their best. And I love this combination of both worlds, and we're going to dive into a lot of that today. She is a registered dietitian who also did her graduate degree, and she lives currently in Wisconsin, but her practice is virtual. So that's always exciting when you can connect from pretty much anywhere that you have internet, which is always nice. Yes. How are you doing today? I see you living in the jungle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you guys should have seen me on a corporate call I had recently. Like I'm, uh, it, it just was so different. Like everyone's in their like offices under fluorescent lights. And I'm like, I just felt like I didn't fit in. But, you know, you it's fine. <laughs> so. I really don't. I, from the tattoos to the suntan, they were just like, who is this chick? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Elizabeth, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's actually really funny because last night I had no way of calling on my phone. I had no, like, text or anything. And someone, like, cut a couple, like, fiber cables down the road. So I was, like, praying last night that I'd be able to do this podcast oh. and we are here. So God bless. <laughs> Is that a wild, like, was that like vandalism or something? No, they were doing construction. Oh. I live in a town where that's like, vandalism's not really even a thing. I don't think it exists here. It's like a utopia, a little small town of 1,500 people. <laughs> uh, it sounds miserable, actually. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I love it because I don't like people. So. Okay. I mean, I love people when I work with them, <laughs> but I like in my personal life, nobody. Like, oh, are you more introverted? Me, people. i always say i'm an introverted extrovert because i really like get my cup is filled by like being with people but then i have to go be alone after that to recharge yeah Yeah. you connect with people so well that's why i was like oh you're like an introvert undercover (laughs) yeah i get it yeah something like that (laughs) anytime i'm around people it's like well i'm done for the week that's good 
Yeah. <laughs> See you guys in a month. <laughs> What's new in your world, Ro? You have some big life changes coming up. I do. Um, what are those big changes? Yeah, uh, we, I don't know if I talked about it last time, we bought a house. Uh, we move soon to that house. I feel like I'm an adult, but it's terrifying. I'm like, oh, this is a lot of commitment. And my fiance, who I've been with for over six years, is like, we're going to talk about commitment. And I'm like, I still, <laughs> I still think I have the issues, you know, they're just like buried deep. Uh, but that's exciting. Um I revamped my website. It's uh, totally different than it was before. I'm really happy about it. Uh, which, yeah, it's just like something that needed to be done. Um, and I've made some headway on those ebooks that we talked about, I think, last time, whenever that was. So, yeah, I got a lot going on in, in the business space and then have a lot going on in like the, the work space that I can't get into as much. But it's all good, exciting, busy things and um yeah it's just life is good i'm i'm scared of the kind of like peace that i'm feeling and i'm like oh i need more chaos so uh only a matter of time before i just launch myself into something else uh much to the dismay of a lot of my family and friends but you know <laughs> that's who i am. i feel like being a homeowner will give you plenty of stuff to do. That's fair, but it may also be so much that I'm like, I'm just going to keep sitting on this couch. I just don't want to do it. You know, just like uh, paralysis by like analysis. Like, what am I going to do? What are we going to do? And it's just like, it's just better if I do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> no, but I'm, I did I'm check good. out your new website. I was sending your information to a client who was looking to put on muscle mass. And I was like, well, I know just oh, the guy. Easy cheesy. Um, and I went and I looked at your website and I love your photo. You look so professional. I was like, <laughs> get this man on a newscasting it's so, segment. It's so weird. I was trying to like, you know, like I don't I don't take pictures or record myself lifting just because like I I love being in it. I hate like recording it. It's too much extra work. Um, so I'm like, well, there's this picture of me in a suit because there's no pictures of me with like weight on my actual back. <laughs> so I just throw that on there. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. I think it's also my LinkedIn profile. It's just, just going to keep reusing it until eventually I use those like AI filters where it's like your headshot and then it's like the perfect, you know, professional, uh, shot, but yeah, check it out. Check it out if you haven't seen it or if you've seen my website before and are like, Oh, how much different can it be? It's, it's a lot different. I'm very happy about it. So yeah. What about you? I dig it. Wow, I don't I don't even know. I should have seen that question coming too, and I didn't prepare in my mind. Um, I've been really busy. I've been doing a lot behind the scenes and um, preparing for a retreat coming up. I've got a whole revamp of the community. So now there's an actual smartphone app, and it's not nice. Slack plus YouTube plus Zoom. So that has been really cool to see that project come together. Yeah. So the community has an app where everything is. Um, and then I've got... Um, a self-paced course launching soon and I've got space for one more one-on-one -on -one client. So if you've been thinking about it and you want to jump into one-on-one, -on -one, but yeah. So like a lot of fun behind the scenes stuff that I've been digging into and putting out and uh, yeah. Awesome. That's it in my world that I can think about. Yeah. It's good to see you back on Instagram. I know you don't love it, but I'm like, Oh, there she is. Okay. You know, <laughs> 
It's it was exciting. funny. I got a lot of like signs of life. Like people would, who had my number would text me, be like, "Are you still alive out there? Like, did the jungle eat you? Like, what's going on?" I'm like, I'm loving this too much. And um, but I will recommend a social media break. Like, it was just really healthy to, for me to set better boundaries. Like, I didn't realize how much time I was wasting consuming content. And like saying it's for work or like inspiration. Like, no, I was literally just wasting time scrolling. So I have much better boundaries with it now. And um, I'm creating more intentionally. So like, we'll see. New fun dabbling in creatives. Yeah. Well, you got to be what a consumer to be a producer, you know? So. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try it out the other side. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Elizabeth? I feel like you have a, a lot of really exciting things happening in your world. So get get us up to yeah. speed. Give us a little taste before the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yes. So I have to say, too, I did a year-long social media break, and it was the best thing I ever did. So, yes, I can also concur that that's highly, highly how? recommended. And it's good to hear you say, too, <laughs> I know how, but I did it. <laughs> well, that's a story for a different yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> the thing I would automatically miss is, like, the memes. That's the only reason I couldn't do it, but... Well, I did it in like oh, 2018, 2019. I was in my dietetic internship. Oh, so I think that helped a little sure. bit. Yeah. And memes weren't as like, like they were there, so but true. they weren't what they are yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Everything gets a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so um, I am basically starting my business. I've been a makeup artist for a few years now, which is something that has kind of fallen into my lap and. So I'm essentially calling this an extension of services, but I have just felt this pull on my heart for several months now to just start working with brides in an even more like holistic way. And so being a dietitian, I feel like I can really bring that to the table. So right now I have um, a freebie that I've launched that just helps brides get ready for their wedding day. And I've collaborated with a lot of awesome women who are estheticians, personal trainers, nail technicians, cosmetologists. And then I bring the nutrition and the makeup artist standpoint. And it's like six months to a year, all the way up to like the day of your wedding day, things that you could do. It's not like a, you have to absolutely do this, but it's got all the steps outlined if you wanted to go into a deep dive on that. Um, and then I'm going to be taking one-to-one clients pretty soon too. So I'm excited about that. Very cool. Yay. We love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> me too. We love to see it. She's like, not me. Here's what it is. All right. <laughs> so we do have a question of the week before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the episode. And this one's for you, Ro. Should I be doing cold plunges before a workout? Yeah, this is this is always fun. I love the physiology stuff. And and when we talked about this, Brooke, you were like, uh, oh, like maybe after a workout, right? And I was like, I don't. Well, first you said, do you not believe in the benefits of a cold plunge? And I was like, yeah, okay, let's <laughs> fucking chill out, you know? Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you're like no "No." and I'm like what is it going to take for you to like accept alternate therapy no 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 I'm not saying I I believe in the (laughs) benefits in it like fine but also like you know just lay down and be quiet with yourself like you'll get just as many benefits you don't also have to just kill yourself in a cold plunge but we'll get it that's a totally different episode which you probably do but um, yeah when we talk about cold plunges it really came up because I had um someone at work come up to me and ask, he said, uh, that 
a friend of his had started doing cold plunges before a workout and like everything was like he was PRing and everything. He'd lost a lot of weight. You know, things were like going really well for him. He's like, you know, is that something that like makes sense or that I should start doing? And I was like, um, yeah, there's a couple things to that. Like first and foremost, there no, no one thing unless it's steroids is going to affect the way, um, like have those kinds of benefits the way he was talking about it. Like I did this one thing. That's the only thing I did different. And that's why I had these results. Like there's a good chance that sticking to a schedule, doing that cold plunge and then doing other things like led you to those results. But it was more than likely not just doing a cold plunge before a workout. And there's a couple reasons why I would go against doing that like immediately before a workout. One is that, you know, we as humans are warm-blooded. We love the heat and our muscles respond better in heat. So as we, like the benefits of the cold plunge comes from the vasodilation or the vasoconstriction while you're in the tub. Um, And then as you get out, right, you have like an opening of those blood vessels. It kind of continues with shuttling, this is the simplest way to put it, shuttling all the good stuff to all the right places. Um, but what you do have is you're going to have like a decrease in the muscle's impulse and your ability to contract and create um, powerful forces uh, in an efficient manner just because we like heat so much more. Um, so before a workout, I wouldn't advise it, like if you have the time and the means, get into like a sauna, do your warm up in a sauna, something that's going to help you literally warm up get that blood flowing get the synovial uh fluid in your joints flowing a little bit more um and getting hot so that you can stay hot for your workout um and i know brooke you said like after a workout after workout i like immediately after workout i probably wouldn't as well um because there's a lot of nuance to that but if you are just trying to get bigger or stronger um there is a lot of really good evidence that cold plunges, um, especially like ice cold plunges, are going to limit your ability to adapt. So your muscles won't get as big, you won't get as strong, um, and then it's like you're doing all this work and like minimizing it. So then you have to work twice as hard. And um, doing it like in the morning hours before a workout, probably great. And then if you're going to do it after a workout, for sure, have it be a couple hours after that. But um, there's a lot of nuance to using heat and ice from a training perspective and from a recovery standpoint, um, which I think we should like have a whole episode on and is also something I'm trying to um, create. Uh, but if you are asking if I should do a cold plunge immediately before a workout, my answer is a hard those are my thoughts i like it when there's a definitive answer that's so interesting (laughs) about the after i should have thought about that because there, you know we you've done episodes too on the actual benefit and point of things like inflammation and and things like like there's actual benefit to these things so it makes sense we don't actually want to blunt and stop those right we need that process to go for a bit yeah it's like writing an essay and then being like anyway i'm going to delete the last two pages and just try to write it again tomorrow it's like you can just click save buddy you don't have to do the work again so uh, yeah click save click save <laughs> yeah <laughs> new t-shirt idea like, what just click it click save. 
I dig it. Okay, so the topic we're going to dive into today is preparing for your big day in a deeper way. Um, As Elizabeth and I were kind of going back and forth, we were talking a lot about what we see surrounding specifically brides and preparing for your wedding and some of the messaging and the programs and the ways that people traditionally go about it. And so we're going to dive into what those are, kind of some some do's and don'ts associated with that. Um, and we're even going to get some some input from Ro. Since we have two people that are getting ready for their own big days, Chill I'm also going to ask, you know, the personal questions. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite. Um, but first, I want to start. I know you gave us like a little bit about who you are, Elizabeth, but I want you to share your journey as a registered dietitian. I think you kind of have like a unique path and um, how your (laughs) worlds collided with makeup and nutrition. So definitely share what led you here starting your own virtual practice. Yes. Yeah, you're right. It is kind of a weird little journey. So I always tell people buckle up when they ask this (laughs) question because it's kind of of wild. Um, But I became a dietitian for the main reason of I wanted to learn how to lose weight and keep it off because a lot of us, I think, went into the profession with that idea. It was the messaging we were seeing growing up and told we were told that's what we were supposed to do. So why not make a career of it, right? So kind of a selfish reason in, in the beginning. But luckily, I got into dietetics in the real world at a time where we were exploring more of these concepts of like intuitive eating and gentle nutrition and body neutrality and all of that stuff. Uh, But ironically, my first job as a dietitian was in weight loss. Um, And I found myself constantly trying to justify how I could be helping people lose weight, but like not truly believe in like all of that. But I think when I became a dietitian, there was still a lot of this, like, if you ever want to make money in business as a dietitian, you have to sell weight loss. Um, Even so, I was definitely like trying to help my clients create healthy relationships with food and their bodies but sadly even when they lost the weight like one of three things would happen they would either lose the weight and it didn't make them happy which shocker or they would lose the weight and they'd want to keep going and it was just never enough or and or they would do those things and then gain all the weight back because they were totally screwing with their metabolism which is what I have learned since then um And eventually that company went out of business. So that was still in the thick of the pandemic and trying to get a dietitian job in the area that I was at. I was trying to stay with my boyfriend, now fiance at the time. And um, we were trying to figure out how we were gonna make this work, but I eventually ended up moving back home and got a job managing a Sephora because there was no dietitian jobs available where I was at. (laughs) Um, And around that time, I started doing makeup for weddings, I say on purpose, because before that people would just reach out to me and they'd be like, hey, will you do what, do makeup for this? Um, And I would just say, yeah, like I didn't even charge in the beginning because I was like, well, sure, I know you and this is fun. Like, why would I, I didn't even think about it. Um, But then I thought, well, why not advertise it? And so that first year I got like six weddings and then the following year I did 14. And then this is my third year doing it again on purpose. And I have 16 booked now so kind of keep adding them on as we go that's amazing um yeah it's really fun I really enjoy that um like I said it kind of honestly just fell into my lap and it's been a really fun creative outlet for me um 
Eventually though, while this was going on, I had a really smart professor tell me, if you want to be a dietitian again, you should probably consider like getting back into the field in some way, shape or form. And she meant it in coming from a good place. She's a great mentor to me. So at that time I ended up getting a PRN job as a sports dietitian. And I, if anyone knows me, they know I'm not a very sporty person. So it was kind of like a joke for a while. They were like, really? You and sports ball? Like, sports <laughs> you're a sports ball. <laughs> That's just not really a fit that I saw you in. But um, what I loved about it is I was serving um, tactical athletes and my fiance is a police officer. So it was a population that was near and dear to my heart. And it was just fun to be able to work with people and be like, yeah, I know what you like work nights all the time and you feel like crap because your circadian rhythm is whack and your hormones are out of control. And it was really fun. I got to um, start with the help of one of my personal trainer friends, um, their female athlete program. And that was a, that was a, a career highlight for sure. Awesome. So, yeah. And then somewhere along the lines, just like being in the stress of a world that had just gone through a global pandemic and just other stress that came along with that, I found myself not doing well mentally or physically, which I feel like a lot of us can relate to after the last few years. Um, but when I would go to the doctor, I was like not getting any answers. And I was told that I was fine and nothing was wrong with me. I was perfectly healthy, but that just made me feel more crazy. <laughs> and that's about when <laughs> I met Brooke <laughs> and uh, West Nutrition. And I've learned a ton from her in the last about year and a half almost now that um, we've been working together. So I'm very grateful for my time with her. And then since then, I got a job back in the area where my fiance works and we bought a home um, and he proposed at the end of last year. So I'm also a 2024 bride. And I promise this story will like end here soon. <laughs> no, we love it. In the process of <laughs> in the process of turning more to like functional medicine, I, I think it's still appropriate to utilize Western medicine um, at times too. So I kind of like to be like somewhere in the middle on that. Um, but in the process of just like nourishing my body again, I put weight on and that was something that was made me feel like I wanted to like crawl out of my skin. And so but after going through months of like kind of maintaining that weight now and just really even though I gained the weight, like prioritizing nourishment, I have found so much healing and just being like me at this weight. Yeah. And I found a lot of different ways to not feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. And I'm sure we'll talk about that even more, but um, I worked hey. really, really hard to just feel. <laughs> you were not I, muted. Bro. Oh, dang, I definitely, I definitely, definitely muted. I'm sorry. I muted on my mic. <laughs> Didn't catch it on the thing. <laughs> sorry to cut you off. It's totally okay. Oh, that's great. We can leave that because that, that oh, that's, like that's getting left for anyway. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, All I have left to say is um, that I just worked very hard to feel comfortable in the body I'm living in now. And that has brought me so much peace. And I want brides to feel that way too. So that's what my business is about. And that's what I, what I want to help women do. I love that's that. Awesome. I always love a good, like, unconventional story of like finding like your purpose and like your yeah. your mission and I love how I I didn't even know the part about like it was like makeup found you like yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. and like, yeah. like oh, it just started happening <laughs> like I love that so much it did but yeah, I think you fun. touched on a really big point I just want to like 
pause and highlight and ask you a little bit more about, which is how in your journey of really finding more health and stability and nourishing yourself, it it was it was actually like a little bit of waking in that process. And I think mm-hmm. so many people come into this and they're like, well, if I feel if I do these things and I change my life, like I'll hopefully weight loss is part of that. And that's just not Mm -hmm. always necessarily true. And, you know, maybe the best thing that we need is actually a little bit more weight to create stability. And that, that doesn't mean maybe that's your norm. There's actually, I think, things that kind of ebb and flow. But that's like a really key piece that I think is important for people to understand is like the healing comes from a lot more than like your body weight. So I think it's really beautiful that you're like, I've been through this, I've lived this and I've like learned to love myself and feel comfortable and beautiful. So I just wanted to highlight Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. I also want want to highlight that. (laughs) I think your experience is very common when you're like, I keep asking these doctors and they say I'm fine and I feel crazy, right? Like the problem is that (laughs) you're a woman in the US healthcare system. Like, good luck, right? That that's uh yeah. there's um a lot of things that I think, you know, there's medicine has like a long way to go, but that's that's why we look at like functional medicine and lab testing as like appropriate measures because it's like, yeah, like you fall within normal ranges, I guess, but like what is what is normal? Is it like the normal people that like are sickly and don't move and like are like at risk of type 2 diabetes and everything or is it like normal for health and there's those an- the answer is the former right that it's like yeah as a whole you're within normal it's like as a whole we're pretty unhealthy so i don't know what to tell you Absolutely. um so yeah i mean I, I think that when you say that there's a lot of women especially um women of color especially that'll be like oh i i know this feeling Right. So being able to speak to that yeah. is also like so great because someone can come to you and be like, yes, you get it. And I'm not just being <laughs> crazy. Right. Right. I think so many dietitians that end up going this route of like digging deeper in functional and integrative medicine, like this is why um, yeah. they didn't have the answers and they you know thankfully like we have a background where we can dig in deeper ourselves and we can do things like lab testing, which is like so invaluable on this path to get answers that are different like don't mm-hmm. you know digging deeper so i think it's always cool to hear how everyone gets on their path mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely so i want to switch gears and talk about maybe like the dark side of <laughs> the wedding industry <laughs> like <laughs> i want to get into the the juice here um, <laughs> when i like when i think of preparing for a wedding I think of how people just like sweating for the wedding like I want to all of a sudden drop five dress sizes for this dress like you think of these things and I honestly like I see marketing around it you know and that's why Mm -hmm. I think of these things it's marketed Um, and I want to hear your thoughts on where this industry is now and like has been and where you Mm -hmm. think it's headed and like supporting people on their big day yeah Um, first of all I, if you want to piss me off and get me on a tangent, tell me that you're shredding for your wedding because that drives me insane. <laughs> I hate that hashtag. It's so stupid. I'm hashtag that. Um, <laughs> Every time I work out. We'll get everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
do it on this podcast that everybody who needs to hear this message <laughs> yeah that's a good idea actually noted <laughs> um but yeah so the uh bridal industry and the diet industry do a really good job of like preying on women and being like this is the most important day of your life don't you want to feel your absolute best here do this because it's really like we always every gimmicky fad diet and thing like that is going to tell you that it's backed by science and this has worked for so many people now and they've lost 50 pounds and whatever um so i think the bridal industry is definitely guilty of that as well um i do like to think that we're moving a little bit more in like a size inclusive direction um shout out to finery bridal chic in rochester which is where i actually won my wedding dress from um but they have an incredible i know like that is the best (laughs) um and it happened on august 3rd of last year which is the day that my fiance and I met and the day of our wedding. So it's August 3rd is a repeating Whoa. positive number in our life. Crazy. <laughs> um, it is. But um, they do a really good job of having like size inclusive um, designers and things like that. So that I love. I love just that we're moving in that direction. Where I would like to see this go more is just helping brides feel beautiful from the inside out and a more holistic, nourishing route to getting there. Because something that we'll talk about um more too is just like I don't think that it needs to be this okay like let's prepare and lose weight for this one day and then the next day let's just stop everything I think kind of like how you would prepare for marriage if you do any like premarital counseling or anything like that you're prepping for something that's bigger than just one day so to kind of look at it more as this milestone that you're going to celebrate as you pass through rather than just this start and stop of um really good habits are really good in air quotes because usually they're not really good they're just effective maybe sometimes and then we're done with it so short-term effectiveness (laughs) yes exactly yeah i think that's a good point of like prepare for caring for your body the way you would hopefully the commitment of a a lifelong partner you know like that was a really good comparison yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you, you want to be strong to be a good wife, to be a good husband, to be a good partner, to mm-hmm. be there, like, mentally, physically, and be like, oh, like, let's let's go hiking, or let's do something, and not just be like, well, I would, but I'm so malnourished, I can't walk up this hill anymore, <laughs> like, but at least I look great on my wedding yeah. day, it's like, yes, now you're in a hospital bed, so, you know, what's the trade-off there? Right. Yeah, it's a good message. Right. Well, and I feel like there's a lot of times, too, where brides are just under eating or, you know, drinking coffee on an empty stomach and it's the morning of their wedding. And you know what? They have the shits or they're like getting their makeup done and they have to stop because they have to go to the bathroom or they're like just they feel extra nervous. They can't enjoy the day because mentally they're they're undernourished physically, which affects your mental health. Like there's so many things that can go wrong from this. And you're really not like leaning in and just being present on that day, which I think is yes, it's just, it's just a day. Like it's a big day, but it is just a day that's going to come to an end. You're going to hopefully have really good memories, but, um, being for that one day, it goes so fast. I just want brides and I, myself, I want to just be there to take it all in and actually feel good. That's a really good point too. This extreme dieting and restriction that we see, like really taxes your nervous system, you're malnourished, like, 
the hair tissue mineral analysis is going to look like a hot mess of depletion, right? <laughs> like, you know, all these things that are going to really make you not feel good because it affects right. your mood and everything. So you're almost kind of cheating yourself of the full experience For sure. by totally. giving into a lot of these fads and trends. Yeah. Absolutely. And even if you're like, oh, like I'm going to cut it, everything out and then like the day of I'm going to, that's the day that I'll spurge or whatever, like, well, you've already put your body in like a losing position. So let's say you didn't eat carbs for six months for some reason. You're like, oh, cool. Now I'm going to have this big bowl of pasta and everything else. And like, congrats. Now you're constipated. Now you have GI distress. <laughs> and you're like, why? Like I'm doing things normally. It's like, well, you do things so poorly for so long. Your body was like, cool. I'm just going to be shitty the rest of my life. So let's just shut this down. Mm-hmm. And then you're ready to live again. And it's like, no, you did this to me. I'm going to do this to you. <laughs> so. The body's yeah. wild and uh, it adjusts to what you're doing. <laughs> yes. And so then when you switch back, like I was just talking with someone about this the other day when they were messing with carbs and they're like, I really messed up my ability to metabolize them. <laughs> so it takes time mm-hmm. to get things back. That's yeah, for what's sure. What's that like? Yeah. <laughs> So I want to hear from a personal perspective, like you shared a little bit kind of of your journey that led you towards functional medicine and nutrition and holistic health. How are you going about preparing for your wedding and like your experience of being a bride next October 3rd? August 3rd. August yes. 3rd. Damn. Wow. I was so Who's close to remembering that. So What's close. next? You're going to yell at your cat or your dog? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's all good. I'm really the only one who needs to know that day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So things that I'm doing, yes, I'm continuing to focus on just like adequately nourishing myself. And that is something that I feel like takes a long time because I was very much used to like, oh, I'm just going to have a cutie and a string cheese and that's my lunch. And that's totally enough to get me through the (laughs) afternoon. Um, So I'm like constantly kind of working on like getting out of those habits and like unlearning them. So nourishment is kind of kind of like a yoga practice. You're like never done. You're constantly learning and just keeping moving in the right direction. um, Hopefully most of the time. Um, Also just using nutrition and beauty as my self-love and self-care tools. Um, I, of course, love to go get my hair done or get my nails done or things like that. And those are more of the superficial things, but I'm actively working like with an esthetician to make sure that my skin looks the way that I want it to. But I also, from a nutrition perspective, I'm trying to work through different protocols and things like that to make sure that from my hair tissue mineral analysis and things like that to make sure that I am filling in all my gaps, I guess, and have a really strong, not just general nutrition foundation from an energy, adequate energy standpoint, but also from um, a mineral standpoint. Um, Also just nervous system regulation because it can be really stressful planning a wedding and dealing with all of the drama that comes along with it. So getting outside and taking a break from being in front of a computer for work or whatever, and just being in nature, we went camping in the UP a couple weekends ago, and that was nice. amazing because we had like no service, and <laughs> it was just great to be off the grid. So prioritizing that, prioritizing time with Ty too, just because I think a lot of times it can be a lot of like, oh, we have to get this done, and even like when you, it's kind of like when you move in together and you just kind of start to lose a little bit of that like 
focus on the relationship and you're focusing on the, who's doing what chore and this has to get done, like just really prioritizing each other because that's ultimately what it's all about, even though we make this way bigger pomp and circumstance about weddings than we probably need to, but it is fun. So I think everybody does that in their own way. Um, but ultimately, I just want to care for myself in a way that makes me feel like the most vibrant radiant and alive version of myself on my wedding day but then again like i've said before in all the days that follow yeah i will say i love that um i know i will be using this <clears throat> the next time i get yelled at because i didn't do a chore i'm like i'm just taking in our relationship that's what it is it's not <laughs> it's not that i didn't want to do it i just prioritized us instead of taking out the garbage like I listened to the things you said, but I was like really honing in on your voice and how sweet it sounds and just didn't, didn't listen to the messaging. So, uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that nice little, uh, play in my playbook. I will be using that probably today. Uh, if I'm <laughs> so, uh, this is I such a, like a holistic perspective to prep too. Yeah, for if real. you think about like stereotypically what like I doubt a lot of people are like, hey, I should probably regulate my nervous system so I'm not just like a hot mess and like agitated, <laughs> you know, when the big day comes. And I, I've never I mean, I've been in a lot of weddings like I'm not like 27 dress status, but like <laughs> Nicole is definitely that um, shout out to our, our old co-host Nicole. Um <laughs> But you see how just like stress people get. So I love that you're like, we're, we're going to tend to the nervous system. Yeah. And it's also <laughs> you so, have to. so funny because I, I've been in a couple weddings, uh, obviously on the groom side. And it's like, you wake up and you're like, sweet, let's just start drinking. It is what it is. Like, I know I didn't plan anything. I know you didn't plan anything. So like, this is just a fun day for us. And so you talk about like nervous system regulation, like, it's all regulated because there was no stress to begin with in general. <laughs> uh, so yeah, women, thank you for carrying the mantle or whoever plans, uh, but for sure not, not the guy most times. It's not going to be you, <laughs> huh? Uh, I will not be planning anything. Yeah. No. All good. <laughs> well, I, this is a good time for me to throw the question to you. Do you feel like men have that same pressure to look a certain way or do you feel any of that pressure as you get ready for this milestone? Um, I don't know. I, I feel, uh, I think the messaging is for sure like tailored and aimed at aimed. That's probably the, the right term, um, towards women. And like we've talked about making sure you're small enough to fit into that, like sleek dress and, making sure that your hair and makeup all looks great. And it's like a guy, it's like you pay for your suit, right? And then you're like, all right, I'm showing up how I show up. Like you can get a nice haircut, but like I cut my own hair. I'll probably cut my own hair before my wedding. Uh, you know, like I don't have to put on like makeup. I don't have to put on extra jewelry unless I want to. So from a time perspective, and like a financial perspective, like it is way cheaper on the groom side. And because I don't have to sit in hours of makeup, hours of hair, hours of everything else, like it's, it's just way easier when you think about it uh, to, to be the groom. Now, like, am I, do I feel pressured to like look a certain way? I think that a lot of that, and maybe this is, from like marketing but i think most of it would be like intrinsic because like you 
you understand that like this is a day that's important for your soon-to-be wife. Um, you want to look good in pictures so that you know whenever you're looking back five, ten, twenty years from now, you're like, oh yeah, like that was our day and whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't know, like I don't know. Most of my friends are meatheads, and the ones that have gotten married, so it's like, yeah, we want to just look huge on our wedding day like that's jacked for the wedding the is that the hashtag? Yeah. yeah and like <laughs> do i do i think that like you know we're still like considering any sort of like marriage elopement but we just bought the house so it's like you know like we are focusing on other things right now but like do i kind of want to have like a pump session before we go out so that like katie's back looks huge in her what I assume might be like a backless wedding. And so that like, I look thicker than I am like, absolutely. So we're going to be like prepping for like a bodybuilding show, but that's not because like, <laughs> not because we should look jacked or anything, but it's just like, you know, I don't know, something to spice up the muscles a bit. But um, I think that's probably where, where it changes, right? Like the, I've never felt any sort of pressure for like my big wedding day or like uh, I have to look a certain way. It's just like, oh, I want to look the best that I can look, but that's that's me every day. Like, there's no, like, pressure for me to go up and, like, crush it in the gym and eat this unless I put that stuff on myself. And so in my mind, that's just, like, another day. But I could get three months before and be like, oh, my God, we have to lose 60 pounds. You know, like, I don't know what's going to happen then. I doubt that's what's going to happen, but... um, you never know. And uh, for sure, like from the guy's perspective, it is not even, it's not even close to what they have to deal with. So it's another, I, another reason I wake up grateful in the moon. I just say it. <laughs> well, I think that there's, you know, like uh, for those of us who are growing up kind of in this Disney princess era, like we, since the time we were, teeny tiny little ones like we've kind of been fed this whole wedding Mm -hmm. fairy tale look the part thing so it's just always interesting to hear the the different perspectives yeah i mean i can't Mm be six two and white so like i just you know my dream is gone so let me just like (laughs) let me just continue to do something else that i could actively work on it's like just let me drink my whiskey and my tox and leave me alone (laughs) have my cigar and like i'm chilling you know it's gonna be a a, an easier day but you know i think that i think that men don't get enough credit for uh dealing with the craziness that comes from you know the bride side but uh again it's because they probably are just zoned out in a whole other place like i am most times so you know (laughs) Lord have mercy. Bless Casey's soul. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably elope after. She's going to hear this and be like, I'm not dealing with that. Let's just go. <laughs> uh, I will say that you said, um, Elizabeth, the, uh, like the craziness and the drama. And, you know, my parents listen to this, but like what kind of, uh, if any, like, and you speak to this as much as you feel comfortable, what, like pressure have you had with like family or the amount of family that can come or the amount of friends that can mm-hmm. come like i think that's probably like the most contentious thing that may come from a like on the man's side it's like well like i have these friends that i want to come or i have this family that i want to come and it, again nothing like what the woman has to deal with i don't think but like 
that's also added stress. Like, how do you how do you deal with that on on your side <laughs> when your fiance is like, "What do you mean I can't let Jeff from second grade who let me his pencil come?" Like, I told him he could come twenty years ago, and like I have to stick to that. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I'm the expert for this question <laughs> because this is the hard part for sure. <laughs> I think as far as that, we just like have tried to be like, okay, well this is about how many like because family you can't really control and like we kind of have like set like we're going out this far extended family and then that's where like the cutoff is because otherwise you'll never stop inviting people right but then there's also like the side that's the friends and so we kind of are like well i have about like x number of people coming who are friends outside of the bridal party like where are you at and then obviously like venue plays a big role in that too like you just can't invite everybody so that's like how we've tried to keep it like really neutral there. But in terms of like dealing with that, again, I have to just like take my breaks and go outside (laughs) and keep the nervous system regulated because it does, it's hard, especially when you're like a people pleaser and you just want everyone to be happy. But like, I'm already learning nobody, like you'll never be able to please everyone. (laughs) And I mean, weddings amplify that times a hundred. So even with the people you didn't think it would, happen with it it still does so you just have to come back to like okay what's the day about like am i good with ty all right cool we're good that's really all that matters yeah yeah so this mean that was like imagine you invite this person to your wedding and like the only thing they remember is like man that, that chicken was really dry and you're like eh, why did i invite you man <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah like okay and there's gonna be people like yeah. that <laughs> well, i really didn't love that you didn't have like a donut wall and you're like cool have that for your wedding man <laughs> i don't care <laughs> right <laughs> it's your wedding you can choose. yeah i feel like preparing for a wedding is probably a huge portal of growth if you look at it that way of like setting boundaries speaking up for yourself like holy moly i didn't even think about all that y'all have fun y'all have fun yeah (laughs) that's what i'm saying every time we get we get too far into the weeds we're like let's just elope it just seems so much easier you have so much more money but i could see you too being like the type of people that hike to some ridiculous mountaintop to do your vows, like adventure style. Yeah, the only the only thing that would stop us from doing that is that then we'd have to pay like some helicopter fee to get our families, like our immediate families, up there. Because for sure, like I want, if no one else, right, like them, and I love my parents. I know they're not gonna hike Machu Picchu like we did. So it's like you know what, we'll bust you guys to the end. We'll meet you there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that would be super cool if that was possible. Yeah, I mean, I'll find a way. It's either you spend forty thousand dollars on like a wedding venue and then like a billion more, or like, hey, yeah, we'll spend ten grand on a helicopter trip. Like, it's way easier. Who knows? Getting those wheels turning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Elizabeth, I really liked how you said the most vibrant, radiant, alive version of yourself. Like that really stuck out and I've heard you say this like in conversation and I'm like oof like I think that that's really beautiful and I'm curious like what are some of the practices that you help support people with if you know in that goal like this is really not about weight or like looking a certain way it's like I want you to feel like the most vibrant radiant alive version of yourself mm-hmm. yeah 
and yeah kind of like i had said a million times and i'm kind of broken record but really it comes down to like nourishing yourself and making sure you're eating enough because i think especially and this could turn into a whole other conversation so we'll we'll keep it in in check but i think with women especially it's so easy to under eat and i don't i think there's just so much like underdiagnosed um disordered eating eating disorders and so that is truly the first part. I was just listening to a presentation on eating disorder treatment yesterday. And like, I can't remember like the specifics on it, but you really can't start doing the the body image work, the therapy work until the person is adequately nourished because the brain isn't functioning to the capacity it should be. So it is really important that we are keeping the body nourished and getting to back to a point where it is. And I think that's what can be really scary with that kind of mindset with prep for wedding, because we want it to be going the other way. And like I said, at the beginning, I gained weight. Um, I like to tell people it does stop. Like I've been at the same weight for about a year now. So like, it doesn't yeah. just go on forever and ever. Um, and I'm sure if I started like doing some strength training or like actually working out, which I hate doing, then it probably would lose a little bit of weight, like, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, so I think that's the most important thing is just keeping yourself like super nourished and um, starting with that. But kind of one other story I like to tell is when I got my wedding dress, I was really nervous to go shopping because I was going to have like prom flashbacks to just like crying in the dressing room, hating how I looked in these dresses. And I was terrified to do it. And again, like, I had the best experience. So Finery Bridal Chic is the best. They were so like body positive the whole time. And they were actually helping me figure out like how to dress for the body I had and rather than the body that I like ideally thought I wanted to have. And so since then, I really dug into this idea of like, oh, you can dress the body you have and feel good. Like even if you haven't lost a pound. So that's something that I have started to work with clients on a little bit more. And it's kind of a messy process but it's such a worthwhile one because when maybe it looks like just starting out with like a pinterest board and putting together a bunch of looks that you're like okay maybe this would really work for my body maybe it looks like you're following an influencer on instagram who has a similar or almost similar body type to you there's a lot of really good mid-size influencers out there right now that i love to follow and they give me a lot of good ideas just because you can see it on a real body rather than a mannequin or an Abercrombie model or something like that. Um, and then it's just a lot of trial and error. And once you find like one outfit that just makes you feel like a boss, it's like, okay, you're hooked and you want to just keep going back and looking for that. And again, it is tons of trial and error, but that process helped me so much because I didn't feel like it was such a rat race to lose weight. Um, and I felt like, okay, it is possible to feel beautiful right here, right now. And obviously for me, fashion, makeup, hair, that can all be part of it too. I use those a lot as self-love tools, but that can look different for everyone, right? We've talked about forever how fashion is expression of ourselves. Like we all dress differently because we're all living different lives and that's expressing who we are in that moment in time. And I think when you take time to dig into that just enough to have a little bit of intention and feel like you're you're putting effort into yourself so you show up in a like more I don't know if the word's dignified but just polished refined way 
I think that makes a big difference in like how you show up in your work and your relationships. So it's just really small things. Yes, they might take a lot of time on the front end, but that's everything, right? So as you go through your daily life, I mean, it can be as simple as like finding a pair of earrings that makes you feel really good. And then you show up to work and you feel better. I know like that's what it does for me. So um, kind of going on a tangent there, but that's kind of some of the things I've done. I really like that. And it, I, it can be a spectrum too, because it's funny. I don't really know anything about makeup. In fact, I just message Elizabeth whenever I have questions about Obviously. stuff. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but but I but I do feel different when I get ready. Maybe my get ready looks different than like mm-hmm. some other people. But it makes such a difference if you feel good in what you're wearing. Throw some curls in my hair, whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like this little. I'm just like pampering myself in my way. So I think that's yeah, really cool. The, I I also like the idea of following people that you share the same body type and you can get ideas for like fashion and different things and yeah. dressing for your body type and loving up on yourself versus trying to force something that doesn't fit. Yeah, I remember, I think it was Nicole said something in one episode, whenever that was, where she was like, we wear clothes. The clothes doesn't wear us, right? Like you should get into something that like makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel your best. Like for some people that's like a baggy shirt. They like the way that looks. Some people it's a tight shirt, right? I have mm-hmm. uh, someone who I work with, very close friend of mine. Um, guy is in really great shape. He just like doesn't like tight shirts. And I was like, dude, people would kill to have your body at your age and like show up in tight shirts he's like i just don't like the way it feels and the way like it makes me look and i'm like that's crazy because like you know if if i were you i would right but that's that's just how people feel and um you know he grew up like a a runner a track runner a sprinter and like the the body that they tend to have like very strong very athletic and you look at the other people that like around us and just totally different body shapes so people are like well i want to look like you and it's like well like even if you did you wouldn't and if you were like him you would wouldn't wear something that would like quote unquote show it off right because like he just doesn't like that feeling but it's always uh Mm -hmm. interesting to hear that um and i I, that made me think of kind of going back to the like the the how the male might feel or um for the longest time i mean i grew up in uh like suburbia really 99 percent of my friends were like skinny white dudes and i remember them and i grew up like a chunkier kid uh they all had like skinny jeans and i was like i could not wear those and like i i remember wanting to like wear it because all my friends were like that and it like i was the shortest in the group they're all like six feet tall uh, I'm five nine and a half, five ten on a good day. I was six two before my back surgery. I like to say, even though it's not true, but you can't tell me I'm wrong. Um, but like, I have big legs. Like, I have worked really hard at growing them too. But like, skinny jeans will never be my thing, and that's fine now. But like, when I was younger, I was like, man, I just I'm not cool enough to wear them, or like, I don't I'm too like chunky to wear them, or like whatever it was, and so, like, luckily I have grown out of that. But, I mean, imagine, like, carrying that all the way to, let's say, your wedding day and being like, okay, how do I wear a skinny jean tux? <laughs> and then you're like, uh, you can't, sorry. <laughs> like, 
good luck and you're going to kill yourself trying to get to that point. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe it is more childhood trauma that leads people on like men on like what they should look like on their day, but not uh, necessarily like the marketing towards them. But I always think about that quote that Nicole told us because I was like, yeah, okay, like you should wear something that makes you feel good. Like, and at the end, like that, that's it. Mm-hmm. The end. And permission to like buy new clothes in these new phases of life. Like I was that person. I until probably I moved to Costa Rica. I had I had dresses and things from high school. It's like why? You know, some of them might have even still fit. But like, do I need this like faded Roxy brand like sundress? Like, no, I really don't. Like, I'm in a new phase. Some low rise jeans. Yeah, low rise jeans are the worst. Bring them back. Yeah. Some of these things, I'm like, no. why did I even wear this? Yeah. Like, so, you know, clean out that closet. Heroin chic. Heroin <laughs> chic. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for no. it. Yeah. That was the 90s uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a proponent of it. So. Well, what are your thoughts, Elizabeth, around weight loss goals for a wedding? Yeah. Kind of a loaded question. Because <laughs> if I were to say that I didn't want to lose weight for my wedding then I would be a hypocrite because of course I do it's like hard to look back on old pictures and be like oh remember when you looked like this um so a lot of times if brides come to me and that's what we want to work on I usually like dig deeper and just a heads up I'm at low power mode so I might have to go grab a a cord but we'll we'll see if we can wrap this up (laughs) um So if brides are coming to me and they want to lose weight, I like to dig a little bit deeper and just be like, tell me more about other symptoms. And usually if someone wants to lose weight, there's usually another reason that they don't feel good either. And it could be anything from like gut health issues to having really terrible periods to having acne to having no energy. And so usually we're focusing on something like that. And I just am transparent. I'm like, hey, we're not focusing on this for you to lose weight as quickly as possible, or even that weight loss is at the top of our list, but we are focusing on trying to help you feel good so that hopefully we're starting this far enough in advance prior to your wedding day that you can feel noticeably better on your wedding day. And if weight loss happens as a result and it's sustainable, then great, but we're not necessarily looking at this like, okay, I have to lose X number of pounds by that day because I think that's unrealistic too. And that puts unnecessary stress on someone. Then that's certainly not going to help if weight loss is your goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think these goals can be healthy. I just think there has to be like a deeper conversation and like a why and doing it in a healthy way. You know, it's not that we're all like demonizing weight loss, but it's just like, we just want to give all the little asterisks of like, did you really think this through? Is yeah. this really healthy? Do you have a plan for after? You know, just of how right. to do it the right way, not the like industry standard. Right. Well, and I think too, I never think that weight is the root cause of anything. Weight is a symptom of something going on deeper. So again, usually there's a reason there's another symptom going on if they're coming to me with wanting to lose weight. Yeah. You have a lot of experience with the makeup side of weddings and I'm curious 
just being in that role, if there's like anything you've really noticed that brides go through that you're like, oh boy, like I really need to help support brides with this holistic health and nutrition wise. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, you get the inside deets, fill the tea. Yeah, I mean, you like, see them like, and oh, you tell everything yeah. to like your makeup artist <laughs> yeah. and your hairstylist. You're like, so my mother in law, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you're telling the, t- you're spilling the tea. You're like, could you stop moving? I gotta get this <laughs> mascara right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part of the job. Like. There's so much drama that happens, like probably not as much as you think, but like it is so fun. And I'm like, oh, no. So what? Who, who's that? And why are they here? And why why does everybody hate like, them? Like it's kind of Kyle fun, invited his ex. That. Could you believe it? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of a fun perk. But no, um, usually I see like I think a lot of times people are expecting me to say, um, I see brides do all this like shredding for the wedding and crash diets and whatever else they can do to just salvage hair, skin and nails last minute. And that's not actually what I see. What I love is like when you, so I do two trials with my brides before their wedding day, because I am not a, I didn't go to school to be a makeup artist. So it makes me feel more comfortable. And I also love building relationships with people. So I feel more comfortable. They feel more comfortable it's a win-win because your face is kind of a big deal on your wedding day. So we have to make sure that we're on the same page. And so when you're sitting there doing, you're in someone's personal space for like 45 minutes to an hour, like you have to make conversation. So sometimes like the drama is what comes up, but then other times we have really good conversations. And a lot of these brides already know that the gimmicky fad diets are not the way to go. The crash dieting is not what they're doing. Um, Or we'll talk about body image, but usually they're like, I want to change something or something isn't right with me. Like I honestly gut health issues are crazy. And I feel like so many people, not just brides have them. Um, but I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? Um, <laughs> let me look at my notes. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. No worries. Oh my God. Yeah. I think it's cause my low power battery on my phone is now like my brain it's just screaming at you. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, it's the biggest problem is that they have all these issues and they don't know where to begin. So they're not doing anything. And that's kind of where my business idea came in. It's like, there's so much we could do, but I can't help you in this capacity. So I decided just to expand services so that we can at least start working on some of those things together. It's like you're a bride coach and mentor, like from a really holistic point of view. Like, yeah, I know about your skin. I can help you with your makeup, but like, also I can help you with the stress management, the gut health symptoms that you definitely don't want to be plugged with on your wedding day. Like you can work through these things and and prep. So I think that that's, I think it's a really beautiful offering that I honestly have not seen. So I'm really, really excited for you to like put all this out into the world. I'm and I want to snag this freebie, even though I'm, I obviously I'm not getting married. I just want to like look at it. It sounds really cool. It sounds so cool to have like the, well, now I would have a plan because she said it's like outlined of all the things. Yeah. Step one, get in a relationship. How do I do that? Okay. Find someone worth wasting my time on. I need the, the prep to the prep yeah. guide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm actually a, re- a relationship coach too. Yeah. Honestly, that's what you should expand to, relationship coach. And then once you lock them in, you're like, okay, next. Now that you have a wedding, guess what I got? <laughs> I also have this service. Uh, I think oh. I think one of the, the things that I, I like we just we talked about how like how expensive weddings are and how expensive they can be, and it's like 
yeah, you want like the venue to be nice. You want all this blah, blah, blah. Like I get it. But I think people will go to services like this or they'll see like the price tag and be like, and I don't know anything about your prices, but like if I have, I have an idea of what it should be. And most people are going to be like, I don't know, man, it's pretty expensive. Like, do I need that additional cost? And it's like, don't you want to feel the best that you can on that day? And if you had to like cut out, let's say like great aunt Rosa in order for you to feel better, (laughs) isn't that worth doing? (laughs) You know, but like, you know, I I think that like, because I think inevitably you'll get that, that pushback from someone who's like, it sounds great. It sounds like something I really need, but like, it's already so expensive. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. I can take on another, whatever it may be. But when Mm -hmm. you zoom out, first of all, I haven't listened to the podcast, right? But like you zoom out and you're like, look at all the benefits you're going to get from it. Like your skin is going to look better. You are going to look better. Your hair will look more natural. Like everything is going to like, there's going to be an exponential growth here. Right. Um, Then that price is worth it, especially knowing that it's going to go past the wedding day. Right. Like you get the venue for a day, but you get these practices and the things that you work on with them for hopefully the rest Mm -hmm. of our lives, but for sure, for at least a couple months, as long as they're, you know, still sticking with it and you've made the impact that, that I'm sure you will. So just, you know, if if like you're hearing this and being like, oh yeah, but like, what if it costs a lot? Like, shut up. It costs less than (laughs) the open bar will. (laughs) Think about we all, it. Yes. The thing is, is like we all have resources, right? Yeah. Some people do have access to more resources. But at the end of the day, we all have resources and it's about prioritizing yeah. what's most valuable to you. And I find I'm like fascinated by humans. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the wrong field and psychology should have been it. But I think you can learn a <laughs> yeah. lot by how people spend their money and what their priorities are. You know, and you saw this a lot when I was living in like DC suburbia. I'm like, this dude has a Maserati in his driveway, but his bed is on the floor and he has no furniture. You know, like, what's your priority? Men are simple. I'm just saying, simple beings. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you saw, I, uh, I finally, oh, that's what's going on in my life. I finally changed the mirror on my car. And this, there's relevance to this. You know, like I broke it moving from Mississippi, I don't know, seven years ago now, uh, way longer than that. Um, like the day I was leaving Mississippi, I cracked it. I was like, this is stupid. I duct taped it. It lasted me this entire time. It was only up until recently that like it kept falling off. And I was like, you know what? Like I, I have no excuse. I can afford this now. So I finally bought the mirror. Car looks great again. Very happy about it. I was talking to Casey about it and she was like, um, what, what, you know, what took you so long? I was like, well, like I couldn't afford $40. And she was like, I have known you since you broke that mirror. You could always afford $40. You were going to Chipotle. <laughs> you were going to Chipotle. And I was like, no, no, that's food. That doesn't count. Like I need to eat. She's like, you bought this video game. And I'm like, okay, well now you're taking like, now we're personally I getting attacked. personally attacked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, that's, I just chose not to spend on that, that mirror, but it's because it was working fine, right? Until it was hanging by a thread and I was like, I have no choice, but yes, very interesting how people spend their money. And I am also a hypocrite now. Thank you, Brooke, for uh, that realization. 
<laughs> I'm here to help. Um, you know? uh, but thank you so much, Elizabeth, for taking the time to hang out with us and share yeah. about how you support people. And I we're going to link up the bridal prep guide that we mentioned in the episode. So that's in the show notes. So you can click that and download that. And then I highly recommend following Elizabeth on Instagram. So we're going to link up her Instagram in the show notes as well. Cause it's like this beautiful mix of like the beauty and the self love and the um, body positivity. It always makes me really excited to, to see that and the nourishment. And um, it's a really beautiful, well-rounded perspective. So thank you for your time and for your expertise. And I'm excited to watch all the brides you're going to continue to help. Yeah. Thank you. I, it was super fun to be here. I had a really good time. Good. Yeah. So we like we like to be welcoming. I'm glad I didn't scare you off. Those first I'm always six nervous. Rose gonna scare people off. <laughs> I did yell at you. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> I thought I was muted. Um, also, <laughs> I do think what would be really whether it's a passion project or something you want to sell, like because you get that inside tea, like you should take notes and sell those stories. You know, obviously redact the names, whatever. But like, you know how spicy that could be. Like every like journal entry, like this is what I was here for. We got this, blah blah blah. Like people eat that stuff up. So all I'm saying is, if you ever decide to do that, I do expect a three percent royalty because I came with the idea. But like, we can talk about the numbers after off the air so there's no legal (laughs) and i've just learned don't tell ro my any ideas i'm like so let's (laughs) Uh, it'll all be in a book someday soon (laughs) probably (laughs) oh god all right well on that note ro would you like to take us out yes i will thanks for coming on and cue that music Thank you for listening to the Health Unfiltered podcast. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, rate the podcast, and share this episode. Connect with me, Dr. Alzola, on Instagram at ROI Health. For more details on all things sports and human performance coaching, visit GetROIHealth.com. You can find me, Brooke West, on Instagram at WestNutrition.co. For all the ways we can work together on nutrition and holistic health, visit westnutrition.co. And don't forget to send us your epic questions of the week on Instagram at healthunfilteredpod. Catch you next time.